Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gamblernet in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. All right, all right. We are back, Auburn Live Basketball Show. It's been a minute. Uh, holidays always kind of throws us for a loop. Plus, you know, the schedule is kind of weird. They had like a couple games in like a two-week span, so there wasn't necessarily a need to, to jump in the show, J-Head, but we're back at it, man. SEC plays going. We are back at it. How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. How about you, Hoke? How was the uh, – I hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New yeah. Year. Got your eggnog fixed, and now, you know I mean, you're on to a new drink, right? Yeah, yeah, you get well. This is just Jack and Coat. Listen, after the way the night today's going, this is we're recording this Monday night. I should just be drinking straight, straight Jack at this point. This day, <laughs> this day, Friday, and this day have been have been wild. I mean, uh, fortunately, I have stuff to do. But Friday, man, I sat at my computer from seven thirty a.m. until I don't know until like probably six when I'm like, okay, pretty sure nothing else is going to happen today. But I mean, I didn't move. Because I thought more, you know, Montgomery happened that day, but I thought maybe more some, some more stuff happened, and I had stuff pre-written, and I was just on ready. But, um, you know, Keontae's back, OC and DC. Of course, Auburn still hasn't released the DC officially with Roberts, which is a little weird. Just say you're not retaining him. I don't really know what that we're waiting on, but doesn't matter. We've reported it. So those kind of two at least got us some big hurdles out of the way, and we're still waiting on a few more pieces. Um, but we're here to talk about basketball. Um, but before we do, quick shout out to GameTime.co, who's a sponsor of the show and sponsor of On Three. If you've ever uh, needed like last minute tickets to games, concerts, comedy shows, whatever it might be, uh, GameTime.co is an awesome app to go use. And I've started to see them actually more and more. I know we have a sponsorship with them, but then I saw like they gave Barstool Sports like eight tickets to the national championship game, and I've started to see TV commercials. So 
Um, they're they're growing for sure. But anyway, go check them out for last minute stuff. You can use the promo code War Eagle and you get twenty percent off. Um, yeah, again, promo code War Eagle, you get twenty percent off like your first purchase or something. And then they always have a deal where if you get tickets somewhere else, like if you get tickets from GameTime.co and then turn around and you see tickets somewhere else that's a better deal, they'll like refund you 110% of the gap or whatever. So it's a it's a pretty good deal. I've it's you know I'd go check them out. GameTime.co is a good uh, good way to get some last minute tickets. And then also uh, shout out to our main sponsor of the Auburn Live Show Football and Basketball Session Cocktails in downtown Auburn. Go check them out. Um, right there on Magnolia next to Taco Mama, the, the the good people. Joe, the manager, go go in there and tell go in there and find Joe. Tell her I said, uh, what's up? Tell her you're from Auburn Live. Um, great servers, man. Really nice people. They make awesome drinks. Um, they still got the holiday menu going on until I think February. If you want to go in there and check out some of the drinks they had for Christmas and stuff, I think that goes on until about the beginning of February, um, and then it goes away. So if you want to go in there and check out some of that before. It ends. Um, go do that, but go tell them that the Auburn Live people sent you. Um, great place. Like it's a sit. You got to sit at a bar, you gotta, or a bar seating, or couch seating, or booth, or whatever. It's not a stand-up type college bar, so you'll always be comfortable um, having some drinks and hanging out. So go check them out. Session cocktail. All right, Jay Head. Let's talk some basketball. Um, SEC play is here. Auburn is 16th in the country. Finally, in the AP really rising up quickly. It took them forever to get in the poll. And then they went from 20, then they got in at 25 and now went up to 16 as some teams lost. And Auburn looks really good. The computer polls, they're all top 10. They're top five in a few of those. Uh, a thumping of Arkansas. Boy, um, Arkansas, not to take away from Auburn, but Arkansas has got problems, um, by the way. I don't know if they're going to get that fixed. I mean, they're talented. I don't know if they're going to get it turned around. But Auburn did. Auburn just kept the pedal down. Beat them by 32, a historic loss for Arkansas in Bud Walton Arena. Um, and now you got A&M coming up. So, I don't know, where do you see Auburn? They're 12-2. That was a good, great, great way to start conference play on the road, 1-0. What do you see and what are you thinking? What are you liking? I love how the team's coming together, Hoke. I mean, you just talked about Arkansas, which brought in a lot of talented transfers, some talented freshmen. This past off season, but for whatever the reason, Eric Musselman, who's it's kind of been his thing to be able to put teams together with guys from all over the country, it hasn't come together. And by comparison, Bruce Pearl nailed his evaluations in the offseason as it, as it pertains to talent acquisition with the guys like Chad Baker Mazzaro. Um, obviously, uh, the young man from FIU. Um, and then Cheney Johnson coming up from Division Two, who's starting to get. I think he's starting to to feel his way out somewhat uh, as far as what he's going to be at this level. But a team that's just – they complement each other so well. The rotation is so deep that Auburn was just on the attack all game long, and they never relented on Arkansas. They noticed a weakness. Uh, they started to attack Arkansas in the paint. I, th- I think you saw them get a little sh- uh, shot happy from behind the mark, uh, behind the arc to st- early. And then they said, you know what, we're going to get to the rim. And Chad Baker-Mazzara in the first half was a bucket. I mean, you could you hung your hat on him, and in the second half it was Janai Broom, and he was just unstoppable. So you love how this team was able to complement each other, win in different ways, different guys stepped up. Like Aiden obviously didn't have his best night, but Trey Donaldson had a fantastic night. I think 11 points, five assists. Zero turnovers, but Aiden still found a way to contribute with five rebounds and seven points. 
So you had different guys step up on different nights. You've got 11 men that you can count on, counting Leo Berman, who say what you want. If Leo Berman is your 11th man, you're doing okay. And I know there was some consternation from probably some of the people on the corner and other fans I saw on social media about Bruce not necessarily filling out all of his scholarships this year. But that's just the way basketball is. You're not going to go more than 11 or 12 deep, okay? And so when you have a talented walk-on like him that you can give a scholarship to, it's worth it to me. But, again, seeing how this team is jailed, how they complement each other, how they share the basketball, how – you know, the different defensive sets that they get into. I mean, they can get into you from man or zone. They, and they're still using their full court pressure somewhat to slow teams up, not let them necessarily get down the court relatively quickly. But it it was a masterful game, and you could tell it was personal for them. Giving up the way that Musselman ran on the court two years ago and, you know, all the other antics that went on, that was personal for Bruce. It was personal for this team because there are a lot of guys that are still on this team that experienced that. And those guys came out focused, ready to play, uh, and and took advantage of a took advantage of a team that's that is yet to find itself. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um it was an interesting game. Look, the first few minutes, it was App State all over again. They uh they were down eleven to five. They weren't playing defense. It's kind of a weird start. They were playing like a little bit of a it was either like a matchup man or even some zone in the first few minutes they threw out there and they looked lost. Uh, they gave up some easy buckets. They gave up a transition dunk. Mm-hmm. They, they just they were out of sorts, and Bruce doesn't normally call timeout. <clears throat> but um, that was a good one. That was a good one. He called that timeout. It was 11 to 5, and he wasn't panicked. He was just like, okay, let's start over. Let's just reset. And um, and uh, the second group did the job. Look, when a lot of people talk about the I – mean, we still see some criticisms of people that – you mentioned sort of Berman and Moore, just in general, the 11-man rotation and trying to narrow things down. Um, you know, Bruce is never going to do that. So it's it's kind of one of those things that if you want to argue about his 11-man rotation or if you want to argue about – you can argue about some of that stuff, but you're kind of just arguing with yourself because Bruce isn't changing. It's what he believes in. And, and, and that was a great example. Look, he put that second group in, and Chad and KD and Dylan, that's what kick-started that, that, that comeback. Um, and there's going to be games where the starters get out to a really good, really good start. But man, to be able to go to your second unit on the road, and they're the group that that brings the energy up. They're the group that um, that turns the tide in that game. And then the next time you bring the starters all back in, you're back tied up, um, and you and you're back in the rhythm of the game. And then the starters keep it going. Um, it's a big deal. It was awesome to see. Chad Baker was was so good. He's got that capability. We wrote about him and talked about him when he when he arrived, about this 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 dude who at San Diego State put up like 15 in the first half against Creighton in the NCAA tournament or whatever the number was. It was definitely double digits. And you're like, this guy can score. Mm-hmm. And, and in junior college, he shot 47% from three. This guy can score. But at Auburn, he, he I mean, he's coming off the bench. He, that's not his role. His role is to score, but he does a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of people that score. Same with Denver Jones. Denver Jones was 20 points a game last year. Yes. Um, that's not his role at Auburn. And so those two guys both can get buckets when you need them to. They can both score, but it's not their role. But what you saw on Saturday was Chad start to you know, hit a three, found found a little bit of energy, trash talk a little bit, which I didn't love. Uh, I don't like technicals. I just, you know, like play the game. I don't like I don't like the getting teed up in that position. But – uh, he found he found himself early and was feeling it, 
and, and really lifted that team, and they played great. And then you saw Janai come on and have a big game in the second half. Um, Trey Donaldson played really well. Yes. Jaden Williams played really well. Really, those three guys, man, what are we, 14 games? They're 12-2, 14 games in. Uh, to me, the, the, the three most valuable players are the players that I wrote about earlier in the week as guys that played really well over the last week, but I think they're the MVPs so far, and it's Janai, Jalen, and Chad Baker. Those are my three MVPs right now. I think they're, I think they're the three most valuable guys in terms of whether it's scoring, rebounding, assists, not turning it over, whatever it might be. Those three guys to me are um, the hardest to replace. Dylan does good things on defense, but he's not going to give you anything on offense. Chris is going to give you hustle, but he's not going to give you anything on offense. Um, and then Cheney, I guess, would be your replacement, who's plays hard, hustles, decent rebounder at times, but a little bit like a – it kind of reminds me of um, like a, just a young deer. It's just yeah. like kind of goofy sometimes and trying to figure things out, like, you know, like his, like his, like his coordination's off sometimes, you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, Janai, Jalen, and Chad Baker, to me, are the three MVPs of the, of the season so far. I think you're, you're nail on the head there. I completely agree. And then the combination of what you're getting at between Denver Jones and Katie Johnson from the two spot, because it's, it's a platoon, and the combination of what you're getting at the point guard position between Trey and Aiden. Like, Honestly, when you think about the rotations that we had last year with Wendell and Trey, Trey is so much better than he was this time last yeah, year. Yeah. That it's 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 an it's an improvement. And then obviously, look, there's nobody that loves, you know, our two guard last year more than me. But unfortunately, the scoring just wasn't there at that position the way that it needed to be consistently. KD could give it to you, but. KD's best when he's coming off the bench and he's allowed to just go be KD. And when he's fouled in, he's fantastic. But Denver's a calming presence. He's a great athlete, a very good defender, and and somebody that's filling his role, and he's not complaining about it. This is a guy – that's probably the most impressive part of this team, Justin, is the fact that you don't see guys complaining. And when you win, that obviously takes care of things a lot, right? Like issues that sometimes creep into locker rooms when you don't win, you hear more about those things. But this is a team that truly looks like they're unselfish. They're playing for each other. There's no ego uh, as much as there can be. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be a little bit of ego, right? Yeah. Um, it, it just – Bruce seems to have really managed this team well to this point, and he's got them playing their best basketball right now as we get on the, on the precipice of really your SEC season. We're one game in, but by no means are we even close to the halfway point yet. And you got another big game with Texas A&M. This is your chance at a statement win. I think A&M would be your first quad one win. Maybe they're a quad two now. I'm not exactly sure where they are in the net ranking. But Auburn's got four quad two wins. Now with Indiana improving over this last stretch. Obviously, uh, Arkansas was a really good quad two win. you got St. Bonaventure and also Virginia Tech all on your resume. But not that elusive quad one win yet. And with you playing the way that you are and you get in front of that home crowd in front of Neville, there's a chance for an explosion. And I, just like it was personal for, I think, this Arkansas game, I think Bruce wants to say an end game too, specifically uh, with the way Buzz has coached against him in the past. I think this is a game that, that Bruce wants and his team wants after last year, and they want it for their head coach. 
Yeah, we're going to hit on this A&M game in a second. I wanted to ask you, though, about something that Bruce talked about after the Arkansas game, and that was playing the App State game. He said that abs- that game absolutely helped us in in Fayetteville. And, and, and the App State loss is a bummer. Auburn's better than that. They didn't play well. Um, but I think that's a quad two loss at the moment. Yes. Um, but they did learn. They did learn a lot. And, I, you know, there's no doubt it helped them. Um, early in that game against against uh, Arkansas, do you feel like that is vindicated, or you still feel like, you know, I mean, how do you sort of view the App State game now? They lost, but in light of what you saw against against Arkansas, how do you view that that game and that loss? That it was for the greater good. Sometimes when you lose, or like if you lose a game, seventy five, seventy nine. Guys are thinking, hey, we're we're right there, especially when you're playing like a big name opponent, right? You know, they're not as willing to buy into the things that you need to correct to really play at your best level. Well, when you go into a hostile environment, obviously that was a massive game for App State and Boone. I think Auburn is the only Power Five team they've ever hosted outside of North Carolina uh, in the last 20 years. So just a really big moment for them. But for this team to get exposed that early to a hostile environment and to lose in the way they did to an inferior opponent, because let's not let's not shade this here. Appalachian State is not as good. A, it's not a good a basketball team as Auburn is. Yeah. And so when you lose in that way, and you lose to who you lost to, you're much more willing to buy into what your coach is telling you you need to do to improve. And it got their attention. And when you get exposed and you can put it on tape and you show them that. It just helps you get your points across as a head coach. And I think Bruce is right. Look, he's one of the few coaches. You know, he's gone to Murray State. He's gone to several other mid-major schools, but other coaches won't do that. They just won't. But he's willing to put his team in tough environments, tough road games, not just neutral sites, but tough road games. And I think it makes them a better team when you get to SEC play. And you're prepared now to go into, you know, Fayetteville. And it, Let's be honest here. That's a really difficult place to play. That that gym right up there with Brock to me are the two places that are most difficult to play in the SEC. And Auburn was prepared for that. They attacked things very well. I thought Corey Williams and uh, I can't remember who else he said was on the scout. I know he said Chad. Corey was on the scout. Yeah. Chad Pruitt. Chad did a fantastic job of getting this team ready. You saw what they were able to do defensively as far as making Arkansas uncomfortable. Because either it was like a wild three uh-huh. or they were getting stuffed at the rim. Like there was nothing easy Man. that Arkansas was getting in that second half. I mean, it, it was like with like 440 left in that game, Arkansas with like, with like four-ish minutes in that game, Arkansas had hit two, had made two shots inside the arc in the second half. In 15-plus minutes, they had made two two-point baskets at one point. I mean, they were a mess, man. Auburn was doing what they were they were they were supposed to do, but the hogs are the hogs are a mess. They were, um, and to that in that vein, Auburn was fifty two percent from two, thirty nine percent from three, and seventy three percent from the foul line. That's going to win you some road games. And look at the freaking bench points and the points in the paint. Read those again. My. Insane for a conference game. I agree. And then by comparison, Arkansas thirty two percent from two. 29% from three and 53% from the line. Ooh. That gets you that gets you beat regardless of who you're playing. Yeah, at home. That's terrible. 
it is. But, again, this is a talented Arkansas team. This is a team that beat Duke, okay? It's not like they don't have good pieces. How they did that, I mean, I think they beat Purdue in an exhibition game. Again, exhibition doesn't count. That's right, they did. But Purdue's a fantastic team, and it shows you what they're capable of when they're playing at their best. They obviously weren't playing at their best, but that doesn't mean they're not talented. And Auburn went and they exposed them, and they're really making Arkansas kind of have a little bit of an identity crisis because I think they're going to shake some things up as they move into SEC play even further. Yeah, Auburn in that game against Arkansas, on the road, at Arkansas, Auburn won the bench 46-9. to That is crazy. And they won points in the paint, like, 48 to 18. I mean, it was unbelievable. The domination of the points in the paints, one thing, but to win a bench battle in the SEC against a team that's a top, even one of the top 100 team, even if you say Arkansas is not even very good right now, whatever. 46 to 9 is nuts. Um, that speaks to Auburn's strength and speaks to issues that Arkansas has got as well. So, uh, crazy, crazy good win for Auburn. Move up to 16th in the poll, like we said. There's still three. Voters, by the way, that don't have Auburn in their poll, I'm going to assume they're blind. I'm going to assume that they're blind or deaf or both. Like, you could be blind and somebody could tell you, hey, Auburn, here, and somebody could read you the metrics, or you could be, you could hear and not see, or you could not hear and you could see, and you go, they look pretty good. I don't know. Some, you got to be both, I guess. To not have Auburn in your top 25. And one of the voters is uh, covers USC. I'm like, bro, you watched this in person. Or or you watched it on TV. You watched Auburn, you know, boat race. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Southern Cal, and you watch the point guards and stuff. Anyway, the polls don't really matter in basketball. Like NCAA tournament looks at net. They're going to look at Ken Palm. So the AP poll stuff is just for, really, it's for exposure, historic purposes. But Bruce cares about that. So um, he cares about being ranked and being able to say it's been however many years ranked in consecutive polls, but 16th in the poll. All right, let's talk about A&M. You talk about that's the game coming up Tuesday night, ESPN2. I wrote about this today at AuburnLive.com, and Bruce started his press conference off by talking about they've owned us. And they have, man, 8 of 10 since Bruce got here. Mm. Three of the last, no, no, four of the last five. And it's not just that. It's win these wins. January of this past year, Auburn had a 28-game home win streak. A&M snapped it. 
Yep. They came in here in January 23, won by 16. Go back further, Auburn wins the SEC regular season championship. Their first round get with Jabari and Walker. Their first round game in Tampa, A&M loss. And they got smoked. They came back in that game. They're down 16 at halftime to Texas A&M. Jabari, Walker, that team was down 16 at halftime in Tampa, lost to Texas A&M in the first round of the SEC basketball tournament. Go back further, the Samir team, the mm. Samir Coro team that finished number two in the league, was 16-0 and at home on senior night, lost to Texas A&M. One loss inside Neville all season. It was at the very end of the year to Texas A&M. So it's not just the fact that A&M has owned the series. It's like big, it's big games where A&M has been the only loss in an entire season at home where they knock them out of the SEC tournament where they end the home game, the home streak, the 28-game winning streak. It's like they've won some some games that mean something to Auburn. Sure. And, and Bruce talked about it with Buzz Williams. It is a style thing, absolutely. Like A&M under Buzz, they play a style, especially on defense, man. They're physical. They get up in you. Their guards are physical. And they have just always given uh, Bruce's teams a lot of trouble. It is absolutely a challenge of your manhood to play Texas A&M the way Auburn plays. you got to be physical. The guards have to step up and be physical. Last year, Auburn, Auburn Bruce mentioned it, and I went and looked it up, and he's exactly right. Auburn, in two games against Texas A&M last year, Auburn fouled them 63 times. Mm. Games, including the ridiculous game at College Station where Auburn lost by five, and they sent A&M to the foul line 39 times. And I think Auburn shot 14 free throws. like a 25 free throw difference on the road, and Auburn still only lost by five. Um, but A&M's the best offensive rebound, rebounding team in the country. They've got fantastic guards that are going to come at you. It, I, I love this game as, as game two. Coming off of you went to Bud Walton, you faced that challenge, you got off to a great start. I love this challenge game two. Win or lose, if Auburn wins it and they start off going to Arkansas and A&M at home and you start 2-0 and in that scenario, that's huge. But for this team – Playing this type of team game two, I love it because we're gonna we're gonna find out a ton about what Auburn is about. Auburn's played some good teams. This is a different challenge. They always give Auburn problems, and I love what they're gonna have to go up against and deal with right off the bat to start SEC. But we're gonna learn a lot more about Auburn. And I think they're gonna have Auburn's attention. Obviously, I mean, A and M's gonna have Auburn's attention for sure. It's not gonna be a situation where you're gonna have to worry about Arkansas coming coming back against an LSU team that. You know, or a Vanderbilt team that's just not on the level of, of where Auburn is right now. This is a team that's that's capable of beating you, and it's a team that has beat you, like you said, to your credit, for the last five times. So this is one you want. This is one you're going to be dialed in for. You're not going to have to be worried about, you know, being lulled to sleep for an upset or anything like that. They're going to have your full attention. So I expect Neville to be Neville. I, I expect the jungle to – to be ready to go, and I think these kids are going to be excited to play in front of a home crowd that's lively, probably other than the USC game, going to be the biggest crowd they've played against, played in front of this year. I mean, I think we've been sold out every game, but this one's liable to be exciting, and I think the fans are going to be really into it, and it should be a great game, and the atmosphere should be insane. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, A&M's 9-4, but they've lost to Virginia, Florida Atlantic, Memphis and Houston, four very good teams. Houston's right. like number one in the computers. 
Um, and then they have this kind of fluky loss to LSU. LSU gets back Jalen Cook, really good player, and LSU kind of put it together and played well and kind of handed it to A&M. But A&M's other is they're 9-5 and five now. Uh, A&M's four of their other losses, though, are to really good teams. Although Florida Atlantic's kind of – they're sort of – I mean, they're, they've lost a few now. But, um, yeah. but Virginia, Houston, Memphis, I mean, so A&M's losses are good. A&M's brings – look, everybody for A&M's back on those teams that have Wade Taylor, Tyrese Radford, Henry Coleman down low. They're going to be tough. Um, Wade Taylor, of course, was preseason player of the year pick and um, played well. Had had against Houston, who we know what Houston does on defense. Wade Taylor had 34 on them earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And he had 35 against Florida Atlantic. He had 21 against LSU. That dude can score. And Tyrese Radford came in here last year into Auburn and scored 30. So those two guys, you, you want to talk about Bruce Pearl and, and what's what's the thing he's talked about with Aiden and Trey? Defense. How are they going to come along defensively? You're about to find out where they're at because they're going to play two dudes who are more experienced, who are more physical, um, and at this stage, probably better than than those two guards. I mean, Aiden's good, but at this stage, those two guards are are better than than Aiden and Trey um, on on average. Maybe not on every single night, but on 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 the aggregate. So. You're going to find out a lot about Aiden and Trey and where they've come in terms of playing defense and being physical because those dudes are coming downhill. Huge challenge. No question about it. And uh, Yeah, go ahead. No, it, I mean, it just it, defensively, how do they play them? Uh, do they change anything from what they've done in the past? Do they say, you know what, we play people the way we play people and that's what we're going to stay in? I will be interested to see how Auburn attacks the A&M team. Uh, do they do anything differently? It's it's going to be a battle, man. I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, Auburn just needs to – Auburn has a good job defensive rebounding, so that's going to be huge. Um, Bruce talked about it, and, of course, you go look up the stats. A&M leads the country in offensive rebounding. They're rebounding 45% on offensive rebounds. Damn near one of every two misses they're getting. Free throw line, shot, whatever. One out of two they're going and getting, which is crazy. Um, by the way, that was another insane stat against Arkansas. Auburn gave up. Four second chance points in that game. Four. Uh, mm. That's. I mean, you might as well shut them out. I mean, that's an incredible stat. So Auburn's going to have to defensive rebound as a team. Everybody, they do a pretty good job. Trey gets down there and gets a few, or Aiden will go down there and get a few, or Denver. They've done a pretty good job of people going and attacking the glass and helping Janai and helping Jalen, who sometimes are boxing their guy out. Maybe they just tip the ball or they kind of block out and somebody else can go get it. They've done a good job, so they're going to have to be phenomenal against A&M to limit that stuff, and then just not foul as much. Auburn's doing a better job of not fouling, but that's going to be just how far have they come in terms of, of, of playing defense. Yeah, it should be a great atmosphere. Um, yeah, you know Bruce wants this one bad, man. Because he talked about in the press conference, he's like, he's like Bruce, but he's like Buzz has outcoached me. And he kind of goes, he, he, for those, go watch it on, I guess it's on Auburn Tigers YouTube, but he, he says, Buzz has outcoached me. And he kind of like he kind of like sort of shakes his head. And he's like, and that happens at times, but yeah, you know, he's he's almost like he pisses him off to even say that. Oh, and, you know uh, it does. Yeah, but it's happening. It's, but yeah, the only win, the only win out of the last five is the, that Jabari Walker team did beat A and M in Auburn. College game day came, and Walker had a triple double, and Auburn beat him by fifteen or so and took care of business. Um, but that's it. That's the only game in the last five that they've won. And even going back, I mean, of course, A&M hasn't been in the SEC forever. They played a couple times before they joined the league. 
But Auburn at home against A&M, Auburn's 2-9 and nine all time. Mm-hmm. Only one and, – and one of those was like in 90. So, like, really in the last 15, 20 years, they're 1-8 and eight at home against Texas A&M is that Walker game. I mean, they just – just completely dominant. It just cannot beat Texas A&M. It's wild how how they've owned this game. Um, so one of those matchups, man, it'll be a big one for Bruce, a big one for this team. It'll say a lot if Auburn plays well. It'll say a lot if Auburn wins. It'll tell me a lot about this team because that's kind of my, my biggest thing with this team. They're talented. They've got a bunch of pieces. I just want to see at this point it's about growth with them. How do they grow, maturity, uh, handling adversity, that's sort of the stuff I'm looking at, which is why, by the way, I was a little annoyed with Chad Baker getting a technical and a little bit annoyed when Trey got a technical. I love those kids, but I'm like, I just want them to play. I don't like that stuff. But to me, it's it's just kind of a sign of immaturity to mouth off and get a technical early in the game or just or mouth off to the bench when you're up. And it's like, well, there's just no reason. There's just no reason. And it, I, I see it because I'm also in practice, and I see them do little things, and I see the coaches go, just play. I see in practice, I see them do little things like that, and the coaches get onto them going, hey, shut up and go play. Mm-hmm. So when I see it in the game, I, so I'm just like, it's a little bit more. But I just want to see them continue to grow and mature and develop. And beating A&M would be, to me, a huge step forward in, in that regard. Could not agree with you more. I mean, it's, it's something that is going to kind of define the ceiling for us a little bit, Justin, I think, as we're watching this team. You get this kind of a win this early. And it uh-huh. sets the tone for what you're capable of. Maybe your 13, 14 wins in the SEC this year, you get this kind of a win this early. You don't, and you lose one at home that you need to get. Maybe you're looking more 11, 12, you know, wins in the SEC and, and not as good of a seed, maybe even as low as 10. So who really knows? But I think how this game is played, what we're capable of doing at home, getting a big one against a good A&M team, absolutely, this is a, tur- this is a tournament resume game. Okay, that's what this is. Get this one now. Build some confidence. Go on a streak because you've got an opportunity to run about probably four games off before you're going to go into Tuscaloosa. Right. And and that'll be the next big test for this team to go on the road in Tuscaloosa. And look, I don't want to overlook anybody else. I think we've got LSU and Vanderbilt in that same stretch. And those are going to be difficult games as well. But. Or maybe it's Ole Miss. I, I can't remember. But. Still, this is a big one. This is one you need to get. This is one you need to take advantage of it and pad that NCAA tournament resume. Yeah, you're right. You get past this one, you've got three of your next four at home. you got A&M at home, LSU at home, Vanderbilt on the road, Ole Miss at home okay. before you go to Alabama. So it's it, this is a big one. This is a big one. You get this one, and there's no reason to think Auburn shouldn't be sitting there at 5-0 and in the league, top 10 in the country when they go to Alabama. And really, who cares about top ten in the country? You should be sitting there at five and zero in the league, and yes. you know, just a great start. And 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 when Bruce talks about being in position to be in position, which is kind of a funny saying, but I sort of like it. Um, that's you know, you you you're five and zero, you're in position there to then go. Okay, we settle into a little bit of a groove. We're five and zero. You're you're in great spot now, projecting forward to be like, man, we keep we play well. There's no reason we shouldn't finish top three in the league, or certainly you finish five and zero, and you're you're in the running. So. A&M's a big one to, to get to 5-0 and um, in the league before you go to Bama. Because then you got Bama on the road, Mississippi State on the road. you got three or four on the road after this little stretch. So Tuesday night's a big one. It's a big swing game, big swing game for Auburn, I think, in the conference schedule. And I don't think they play 
Yeah, it's the only time they're going to play A and M. So this is your shot at them. You won't have a chance to get them back. When you talk about tournament resumes, sometimes you you'd love to be able to say, well, we lost this one, but we also came back and beat them. <laughs> um, this is one where you play them once, so get the W and and move on. Um, all right, Jay Head, we'll be tuned in. I'll be there, Neville Arena, eight o'clock. I know you'll be watching. It'll be a uh, should be a really good one. They're giving out Bruce Pearl T-shirts for the students. Those things are sweet. Um, I'm wondering how many students are going to grab like four and sell three of them on eBay because they're awesome. Um, celebrating his 10 years at uh, at Auburn, which is just easy that he's been here 10 years. I would agree. I mean, I, I just, it feels like he got hired yesterday. Man, coming off that Tony Barbe, Tony Barbe area era. So, excuse me. That was the worst. Um, but yeah, man, 10 years. It's kind of been. Two different eras. It's like the first handful of years where you got to go in, and then the Mustafa Heron, um, you know, Bryce shared the, the 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 regular season champion Deshaun Murray that year sort of catapulted, and since then it's been nothing but outside of COVID, it's really been nothing but damn near elite basketball. Um, yeah. For one, two, three, what are we on? One, two, three. COVID was four, five, six. This is year seven, really, of of Auburn being an absolute. Um, national team and SEC contending team minus COVID year. So absolutely, and if you don't, so you've got the COVID year and then the season before that they cancel the tournament. Otherwise, that's another tournament team. And like you said, we finished second in the SEC that season. Yeah. So that's that's another year that Bruce kind of got robbed of potentially being another Sweet 16 team and showing you what Auburn basketball truly is in this day and time. Hey, I was going to get – we can get out of here, but I was going to ask you this, or we could do it next time, but um, um, I, I don't want to get your opinion. The the computer polls, I think from an analytics standpoint, it's the it's – outside of – I think I still think the Jabari Walker team is the best overall team he's had. Sure. Do you think this team's got a chance to be close to that? Or, or it, when we're talking about balance and overall, just like – Overall, what they do offensively, defensively, they shoot the three or they assist just overall balance. I still like that team because defensively they were so good and they were still top 25 on offense and it could beat you in a lot of different ways. But this team, this team doesn't have the star power that team has, but analytics wise, there has never been a Bruce Pearl team off to this kind of start. They have never gone into SEC play. They're sitting here top 10 in offense and defense right now. Yep. They have never been this high. They're, and Ken Palm's got them nine and nine offense and defense. T, T rank has got them um, um, eight and ten offense and defensive efficiency in the country. They've never finished with numbers that high. They've certainly never started SEC play with numbers that high. Um, damn, they're balanced, man. I think that's the the thing about this team, Justin, that makes it so unique by comparison. The team you just mentioned, the you know, the Walker-Jabari team, realistically the guard play just wasn't there to really carry that team. And then they ran into a bad matchup against Miami in the tournament. This team, one through five, anybody can go off. I mean, they really can't. They're not overly limited in one area or another. And I think the outside shooting as far as three-point efficiency really kind of is what separates this team. Now, you had two big-time stars. I mean, first-round NBA talents on that roster, right? And you can't mitigate what those guys meant to that team. But 1 through 11, this team's better. It's deeper. 
You know, I think it would give that team a run for its money in a head-to-head matchup, and I like the guard matchup significantly better. So, God, it's so hard to say. And what I also like about this team is they're old in the right spots. I mean, I think when you get close to postseason play, it's the older teams that really yeah. kind of hold up. And you've got Janai Broom, who's a senior, uh, Jalen Williams, sick COVID senior. Trey's a sophomore, but he's playing really well. Uh, yeah. has played a bunch of ball. Chad Baker-Mazzaro is in his fourth year of playing basketball because one year at Duquesne, one year at San Diego State, one year in junior yep. college. So he's an older guy. Denver Jones is an older guy. He's in his fourth year of playing basketball. So they're, they're the right kind of team that I think has the opportunity to go further in the tournament. Are they better? I don't know. It's so hard to say because it's so early, but I really love this team from an efficiency standpoint. And you already said it. Bruce has never had, at this point, a top 10 offense and defense efficiency ball club. And he's got that right now. Now, is that a byproduct of who he's played? Maybe. But this team looked so good against, I mean, so good against Arkansas. And what you don't know is, was that more about Arkansas or was that more about Auburn? And A&M is what's really going to tell you what that was more about. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good test. I think I think, I think think it's going to say a lot more. I think Arkansas has got issues and Auburn did what they should. I think A&M is going to be a different thing. Well, that 11-man rotation, is everybody up to the physical challenge. Um, I can't wait. It's going to be a good one. We'll see if Auburn can start off 2-0. and um, All right, everybody, appreciate Jay Head for joining us. Go to AuburnLive.com. We'll have post-game coverage Tuesday night. Obviously, plenty of football stuff going on, um, so that never ends. So make sure you're there. I think it's still one dollar for a month. So there's no reason to not be a part of Auburn Live. They're still running like a, a buck for a month. So that's a no-brainer. Um, and be on the message board, man. I don't know if anybody's listening to this. It's not a member or whatever. Be on the message board. There's, I mean, it. Anything going on right now, you would know if you were on our message board. We don't always write stories on things we think will happen. We, so we just sort of have to project whatever. But you need to be on the message board, and you'll be finding out all this stuff days in advance. So appreciate everybody for joining us. Jay Head. I'm Justin. Go to AuburnLive.com. Check it out. We'll be back in a week, and we'll see how Auburn performs against Texas A&M and LSU at, uh, at home on that Saturday as well. LSU showed a little bit against A&M. Maybe that's not a pushover. Um, we'll see. they got second year there, coach, as well. So a couple of home games there for Auburn um, basketball as they try to get into this SEC play and get rolling here. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700.
1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 